Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We are back from a little hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be back. We had 4th of July holidays and uh, I'm sure Wilson was traveling the last couple of weeks somewhere. Oh, sure. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Wilson, you got anything going on soon? Oh, yeah, I do. Actually. Oh, it's... look at that. Look at that. I saw that calendar event at like 540 this morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Go and get that in my first first thing to do on a Monday. Yep. Get my passport ready and going to Toronto. Toronto. Oh, yep. Canada. Yay. Poser. What's, uh, <laughs> what's in Toronto? The Toronto Grand Prix. The nice. Honda Toronto Grand Prix. Oh, that'll be fun. Yep. So Tony and I are going to try to, on our time off before the race, before dinner, Saturday night, go to Niagara Falls and see that because it's real close oh, to yeah. Buffalo and, and Niagara Falls. That's Is this your first time there? It's my first time there, yeah. In Toronto or? Both. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Both. That's not a part of the country that I've been to very much. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Nice. Um, bring some bug spray or like, like make sure you get, okay. get some bug spray because what I've heard about Canada and like just that far north area like that is that especially in the summertime mosquitoes are pretty bad is that right yeah we were going to take like a raincoat or something to be sure you know around i'm worried about the smoke you know if you like guys cigarette heard, smoke no if you guys heard about all the fires that are going on in in canada there are over 500 fires oh i hadn't heard of that 500 fires 250 they're letting half of them burn because they're in such remote areas that there are no roads to get to them to fight them so mm. they're kind of in a Let's protect the asset kind of kind of fire defense. I gotcha. But I'm a little worried about the smoke because is it just natural forest? Like yeah, yeah. Wow. Lightning strikes. It's dry up there. Mm-hmm. Some man made, I'm sure. But yeah, it's 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 bad. If if you watch golf tournaments or stuff in that area, you can see the haze. You know, in in New York and now I did hear about New York. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's where it's coming from. Is is Eastern Canada. Wow. But it's gone as far uh, west as Detroit. I saw a golf tournament on TV, and in Detroit, it was hazy. It was noticeable. Wow. So I'm a little worried about that with, you know, my breathing uh, issues. and But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, it's always fun to enjoy a race, though. It is. Yeah, it is. Tanya's company does a great job in making sure we all – have what we need and enjoy the full racing experience. Very cool. So what'd y'all do for the fourth? Mm, we tried to see fireworks from the country club swimming pool, but mm-hmm. there was thunderstorms in the area. So they kicked us out of the pool mm. and then a storm came through and we felt this really cold, cold, you know, burst of, of wind. And we were like, we're from Texas. We know what this means. There's a bad storm coming. Yeah. So we got in the car. You can smell it in the air. Yeah, we got in the car and we went home. We were passing people that were coming in. And um, I'm sure they thought we were nuts. But better safe than sorry. Then we went yeah. to see a neighborhood um, neighborhood fireworks store uh, show the next day with family. That was good. Castle Hills. Oh, yeah. Awesome. They, always, oh, yeah. they always do a great job. Bobby, 
We uh, we went out to my folks' property and had burgers and watched uh, fireworks on the drive home. Um, nice. You know, we dealt with the weather a little bit, but uh, it wasn't as bad where we were. Um, and then listened to fireworks go off at random houses in our neighborhood until around like one o'clock. <laughs> yeah, you know it's interesting. I uh, was talking to a uh, uh, a buddy of mine who lives in California uh, over the weekend. And I asked him about, you know, 4th of July, what y'all do, et cetera. And he said that, uh, you know, in California, you can't do fireworks. You know, it's illegal. And he said that that doesn't stop a bunch of neighbors from doing it. He said the trick is, you know, you got to time it right because of the drones. I said, what do you mean? He's like, the police department literally sends sends drones out and they will surveillance certain neighborhoods and wait (laughs) And he's like, you can see their lights flashing up there in the sky with the drones. We have binoculars. And then he's like, when the drones walk away, I mean, fly away, we just start letting them them rip. Is that right? Wow. I was like, can you imagine just like a sea of drones coming into certain neighborhoods, like surveilling and then, you know. That's That's weird. That's like Big Brother looking at you. I know. I'm like, down here, I'm like, you know, drones get shot down with a shotgun. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or they get aimed at with the fireworks. Yep, aim a bottle rocket at it. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, Addison still had their big uh, big fireworks shows. You know, supposedly the biggest in the country. I'm, in the country? It's biggest in the country. Kaboomtown, so, they still call it that? Still call it Kaboomtown. Yep. So we could see it. They still went off. I mean, we saw it on the way home. But uh, I think it's close to a million dollars, the cost to put, put that out. Oh, my wow. It's really Goodness. ridiculous. But they, they earned the notoriety. You know, I've never been. Mm, yeah, I've been here my whole life, and I've never. I mean, I've heard about it growing up my whole life on the radio and Kaboom Town and all that. But um, I heard people park sometimes in parking garages. Yeah, and they'll just back their car up to the the edge of the garage and sure. put some chairs out and be able to do it that way. Yeah, if you're yeah. on the ground in the inner part of it, I mean, you're going to wait. Mm. You know, in your car to leave. It's. I mean, it's easily over an hour, hour and a half. Jeez. Do they have a bunch of food trucks or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Kid stuff, people blowing balloons, you know, Mm. tall Uncle Sam on stilts, stuff Uh, like that. That's awesome. But you're there with a lot of restaurants. I mean, almost any restaurant. We were there that night. We were at a a little brewery in in Addison, in very far south Addison, almost Farmer's Branch. And they were lining chairs up for, you know, you to enjoy the place but also enjoy the fireworks later that evening sure awesome that's cool yeah well all right real estate how are we looking well you know uh this summer has been kind of odd um this year for me it's kind of been the summer of listings uh, i normally help a lot of buyers but this year i've, I've done quite a few list you know sales mm-hmm. so um it's an odd summer usually things pick up but according to these numbers Things are slowing down a little bit. Um, the last time we met was approximately a month ago. Mm-hmm. And for houses, new new listings, it was around 3500 back in June, in mid-June. Today we're down to under 3000 So it's been a 15% reduction in just new listings. Wow. Uh, as far as price decreases, we're about even. Um, in, back in June, it was $2,700. This, uh, today, it's 2800 and uh, sales are down. Uh, we're down ten percent from forty eight hundred to forty three hundred. So, I kind of wanted to talk about why we think this is happening. I mean, 
number one, interest rates, right? Mortgage, mm-hmm. mortgage rates. Um, seems to be less inventory. Yeah. I mean, do you all agree? You know, it seems like the only inventory is new houses. Yeah. People just aren't moving. You're not seeing a lot of listings. So they're just, they're not enough homes for sale. So that's kind of keeping price prices up. But in, in my estimation, and you guys can disagree with me, I don't think that's going to stay, those prices are going to stay as high anymore. I, this isn't the COVID era. No. So um, we're not going to, we're not going to have any kind of, you know, explosion. I, I doubt we're going to have a big explosion. Um, especially for, I mean, for our buyers, I certainly hope we're not going to have a big explosion like we did you know, a little bit ago. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I think buyers are not paying overpaying like they used to. Yeah. I think, I think the, while sellers still have the power, I think that power is shifting a little bit to, mm-hmm. to the buyers. Mm-hmm. So we're having to change our conversation of, yeah. Hey, let's wait and put your house on the market in the summer. And you know, here I am and I'm having to have these difficult conversations. Hey, I thought you could get me such and such. Well, that was then. This is now, and mm-hmm. here's how the numbers have slipped. Mm-hmm. I said the market determines what I can sell your price for, not what I told you it was going to sell for a couple of months ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've got a house right now, and y'all have done many open houses on it, and yeah, you know, we even did a price reduction again. Yeah, it's perfect price now, and I, for the life of me, cannot rack my brain around around why it's under contract yet. It's yeah. you know, it's priced perfect yep you can't go get a new build and get all the upgrades Mm -mm. in that for that price per square foot uh it's a perfect layout Mm -hmm. it's a great layout and we've gotten so much positive feedback from it yeah i know the only thing that is hurting us is that builders are lowering their prices yeah they are substantially so what happens to the pre-owned market is and I don't, I don't blame the buyers for that. They, they come in, they say, well, if I pay this much per square foot for a pre-owned, I can go over here to the new build and pay almost close to that for a new house. So I'll go do the new house deal. And so that's, that's happening. And, you know, so I don't think it's fair to the pre-owned side of things. I know the builders, you know, they've got ways to fluctuate stuff and, you know, they've got those variables. But for us, we're not building it anymore. It's already done. So we've got, you know, just simple equity that gets impacted yeah. when you, you know, do adjustments. I, I want to pick up on something you said there, Brandon, and I've got a story for you in the last couple of weeks um, related to a new house. So um, we went up to kind of the Prosper Salina um, line uh, on the Prosper side, Aubrey side, sorry, Aubrey mm-hmm. side. And this was a new house. I'm not going to mention the home builder. Okay. But we went and looked at it, and I thought, wow, this is a good deal. Hey, you know, client, let's go look at this. I think you're going to love it. It's, it's, it's a ways out from, from your work, but, you know, you're working from home. Looks like a great house. Peace and tranquility out the back backyard. Let's go. This thing was $50,000 under what the comps were doing no. or saying. And it, it's a $425,000 house, brand new. And it's two years old, so it was built during 2020. Okay, that should throw up a red, throw up a red flag. They're losing on that one. So we go in there, and it's like, wow, this. There's a lot wrong with this. I said, look, look at these beams. Look how they're cracked. I mean, not just cracked, but wide cracks on the Ooh. inside. 
having to use that inferior material. Yeah, and I started looking at the paperwork that was online, and it looks like the sellers got angry. Was not they were not satisfied with the product that they paid for, rightfully so, and walked either walked away or sold it back to the builder. Hmm. Is the builder selling it right now? The builder is selling yeah, it. Yeah, they right probably now. got into a, yeah. a pickle. So I looked at the foundation report, and and they say they fixed everything, and you can still feel it within twelve feet. It's an inch and a half too high. In one part, an inch and a half too low in another, and an inch and a half too high. Wow. That's a lemon right there, man. So the foundation, I mean, it sounds like it needs to be scrapped. You know, foundation is like a sheet of paper. It's not liquid. It's it's a straight thing. So you can't jack up that part, you know, unless you break it. Hmm. It just – so I advise my buyers, you know, is this a good deal? Heck, yeah. But it's being sold as is. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting long term. So I kind of advise you, in fact, I do advise you, let's keep looking. Sure. So houses built during that time, if you want to go, that's something you need to look at. Mm-hmm. If they're building during the boom and they remember they were going so fast, oh, yeah. the quality was low. Yeah. I remember when they were just sitting there because they didn't have materials. Mm-hmm. There were some build jobs that just were just sitting there. And I remember, you know, huh, certain pieces like, You'd have a chandelier, but like the little piece that would hold the center part together would be missing because they'd take it off there and go put it on another house to oh, finish. Wow. I mean, like <laughs> they'd be house swapping parts and sure. pieces, and sure. you'd go into you know all the guest bathrooms and everything. Would, every bathroom would have the brush nickel, and then one would have the chrome nickel, and you're oh, like, wow. "Whoa, what happened here?" Oh. Uh, yeah, no, you took it and you put it on someone else's house, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, we'll have to wait to get this piece in. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it's just, just a bunch of that stuff that happened. And, yeah, so yeah. beware. And, and that's, you know, another lesson. Then we've said that before. Even if you're building a new house, it's good to have an agent representing you. Oh, yeah. It's not costing you anything. Mm-mm. Even on the brand new build, may as well get an inspection. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There are inspecting companies now going on social media uh, just making those short little like uh, ten second clips, like up, oh, yep, not supposed to do that. You know, on top, and they're like, "This is a brand new house. This is the final walkthrough inspection." And you know, they'll they'll go like to the roof and take the uh, like one of the exhaust fan vents and just lift it up. I'm like, yep, oh. not supposed to do that. Uh. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's like you know, there's yeah, it's a brand new house. Yeah, it's under warranty, and they can come fix it eventually. But you know, if you live in it. And then you find out later that it's broken. Mm-hmm. What other damage is going to happen because exactly. of that? Like that thing on the roof, you know, that's that's that water's going to be let in. Exactly. So what else is that hurting in the meantime that's going to cost, you know, they, someone might say, well, that's not under warranty. Or you didn't know about it until a year later. It's like, oh, well, warranty's up now. Yeah. It's, you know, I always remind people we're spending hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's a three hundred dollar inspection. I mean, mm-hmm. it could prevent so much from happening. Plus, you know, if we're being transparent as possible from the build side, the builder's not there on your job site every minute of the day. Yeah. Okay. That's right. It's labor and trade. So they're the ones doing it. So yeah. all the you know, all the builders really are, are doing uh, as far as quality check is they're just making sure they meet city code inspector standards. Mm-hmm. 
but the cosmetic side that you're referencing, right, and things like that happens all the time. So getting a third-party inspector to give it, you know, its blessing is very smart Yeah. on, on your you know, decision-making process before you close. Absolutely. Well, on a lot of, uh, on a lot of the houses in our neighborhood, the um, the builders had put the water pressure a little bit too low, um, mm-hmm. and so like, okay, well if they if they tested the the house at that water pressure, instead of you know what you should do is you should test the water pressure at the highest possible pressure to make right. sure that there's no leaks elsewhere in the house mm-hmm. based on that pressure change. Okay, well, if you have someone come in and, and up the pressure to what it should be, then are you going to have an issue? And is that going to be something that the bot, that the that the builder says, "Oh, well, you change the water pressure. That's on you." Good point. So good point. Yeah, definitely get it. There's just no reason not to spend that three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars for like the the big mumbo jumbo inspections. Yeah, sure. And the inspections are are better now. You know, they're evolving. You know, they have. Um, they're doing more things, you know, more wide scope. They're doing pool inspections. They'll throw that in there. They'll, mm-hmm. you know, roof inspection, all kind of stuff. Yeah. And you get a video with it. You know, yeah. that kind of walks you through it. And that's so much easier on my buyers. They, they understand it so much better when the inspector ins- explains everything. I mean, that's yeah. why I like to have my buyers there. Let's walk around. Let's not bother him, but let's listen to what he wants to tell us. And yeah. we can tell if it's important or not. Well, that video is replacing that. It is. It's making it to where if you've got a buyer who's got a busy time schedule, you know, okay, well, can you explain this to us? Well, you're just an agent. You're not a builder, you know, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, the inspector, like, I've, I've listened to several of those videos now, and it's exactly the same as if you were there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, What's great also is, prime example, I had a client that just moved here, uh, but he was currently in Japan. He couldn't be present during the inspection. So he was able to watch that video. As if he was there. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of these inspection reports, even on a brand new house that's in, you know, that doesn't need anything fixed, there's going to be some codes that would have changed during the middle of that build or something Maybe. like that. So yeah. there's going to be all kinds of stuff that says, oh, deficient, deficient, deficient. And, you know, all they all they can really say on those inspections is, hey, this is deficient. Here's what's, you know, here's what's wrong. Here's, here's what it is. Here's what it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be a big red flag to a lot of people who who aren't familiar with that like we are. Um, and when we first got, you know, a lot of my buyer clients, whenever we they first see that inspection, they think, oh, my God, this place is a total crap hole. <laughs> and then you explain to it, well, no, actually, that's, you know, these are all pretty much just fine. Like, you know, we'll even talk to the inspector here. Out of all these things, I see two things that are going to be an easy fix. Right. And let's, let's have that done. But right. like, everything else, like... Yeah, just because something the standard isn't, you know, doesn't mean that it's uh, going to be achievable in this climate or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's the inter- intermediary position or, you know, inter- whatever the, we're the go-betweens yeah. between the inspector and, and, okay, what he's saying is not that bad. And yeah. I can help you get the dirt below the foundation line. It's not that bad. It, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just an example. And having that in the video so it's not just coming out of our mouths. It's yes. just, it's, that's a priceless. Yep. You can't put a worth on that, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Hey, I'm, how are we? Go ahead. I was just wanting to see what interest rates are doing. I've been, been curious of that. Right now, uh, according to the website that we always check, it's 7.38. Ow. Yeah. That's a, that's, oh, a that's up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, considering that the last time we were together, it was uh, 7.06. Goodness. 
Jeez. So I, th- I think we're feeling some of that. I think some of that's happening. Yeah. It's got to be an impact. There's yeah. no there's no way around it. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was, before everyone got in this morning, I was reading this, this one article that popped up on uh, on Realtor, and it was like, you know, okay, so yeah, interest rates are, are high right now, but it was just, it was... It was an article that kind of pointed out what we've mentioned several times. Like, okay, well, yeah, but back in the '80s, the interest rates were up to here. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So it was it was interesting. It was like, hey, you know, I know things are bad right now, but they could be worse. They could be a lot worse. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? Uh, so people stay in their homes on average, what, Brandon, seven years? Uh, I think a little bit less than that, but close. Okay, yeah. so people are moving around a lot. Yeah. A lot of people bought houses at 3% or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go out and finance a new house. Mm-mm. That's what's keeping inventory down, too. Yeah. Is, is you know, to go out and get another mortgage. I mean, sure, you can buy points and, and get, get it temporarily reduced. But, yeah. man, it's, it's, uh, it's keeping people where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if people are feeling stuck. I haven't talked to anybody in regards to that. You know, just they've been in their house, too. Now we're going on three years. Yeah. You know, since the pandemic. So I wonder if, if we'll start hearing that in another year or so. Yeah. Like, wow, I'm stuck. I can't move. You know, like people, you know, with with home prices going up. Yeah, I know I can sell my house for a lot, but then I have to buy something at a elevated yeah. rate, elevated price too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I there's definitely going to be an adjustment at some point, but it's definitely uh, not becoming too favorable right now with – you know, rates being as high as they are. But yeah. that's real estate. You know, we're all yeah. in about cycles and yeah. sure. what goes up comes down and vice versa. That's right. It's a timing thing. It's a timing yeah. thing. So I have an article to finish this out with. All right. <clears throat> this came out uh, on July 6th, and it's titled, How DFW's Retail Market Quietly Became Commercial's Real Estate's Strongest Category. Mm. The Retail Market. Herb Weitzman, I'm sure y'all have seen him before. Yep. As of mid-year 2023 says, the market maintained record high occupancy, even in light of highly publicized closings from two legacy retailers, Bed Bath & Beyond and Tuesday Morning. (laughs) R.I.P. He said, despite decades of back-to-back challenges the dallas fort worth retail continued to evolve and transform to evade every obstacle to its growth and emerge stronger in the case of challenges like e-commerce amazon and the pandemic shutdown of 2020 the market not only evolved it embraced the challenges and learned how to creatively bounce back stronger it said as a result of markets careful pivoting the dallas fort worth retail market today is with out a doubt the strongest of the commercial real estate categories. He said, to prove my point, I compared the results of Weitzman's mid-year 2023 retail market review with the mid-year numbers for office, multifamily, and industrial properties in DFW. Weitzman only reviews retail real estate, and we were a client of CoStar, the world-leading commercial real estate information. So for the purpose of this comparison... They are using CoStar's June 2023 report on the non-retail commercial real estate types. 
And it says during 2022, DFW's retail market not only recovered from the challenges of the year from the pandemic, but it also ended the year with the highest market occupancy. Why it's been recorded since the market review in 1990. And uh, he goes on to say that uh, retail as of mid-year, Weitzman Review shows a vacancy rate of approximately 5.5% on par with the record posted at the year of 2022. So retail with a vacancy of only 5.5% is crazy. That is. That's crazy. Cool. It's a 95% occupancy. You would never build that into a model no. as, as a banker. No. Not at all. 10%. Forget contingencies. Yeah. We don't need them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it says multifamily, 8.8% vacancy. Office has 18.8%. I figured that. I'm not surprised by that yep. just because of everyone working from home. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but nonetheless, you know, that is some of the highest, you mm-hmm. know, numbers we've seen in a while. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see the commercial growth. Uh, I think it's going to continue as we have people still relocating here, businesses growing. Sure. You know, with the PGA coming, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be a lot of con- uh, uh, continuing business that tries to complement itself by being anchored close to it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have continued growth in the retail sector and, and mixed-use developments. So um, we're going to see a lot of that happening in those corridors. Speaking of corridors, I'm so excited the tollway goes over 380 now. Yes. Uh, I, I took oh. that for the first time last week. I'm like, wow, this is great. It's been a game changer on our drive to Costco. I bet. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. So I thought, oh, here I'm going to have to exit. I'm like, no, my gosh. Yeah. I can follow my, my, um, my Siri, and she's taking me the right way. Goodness. That's right. I love it. Yeah, that, that that that's going to open up and just explode up there. I can imagine, you know, like Frisco has, and mm-hmm. that area is just going to go bonkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. Glad to have everyone back, and I look forward to seeing everyone next week. Yep. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.